Hello everyone, Sirius from Germany. My name is Judel Kiskoboris and I welcome you to this episode of Running and Fabulous, a podcast created to ignite and empower new and amateur runners to hit the road and push themselves to the very next level. <laughs> Hello, my fabulous listeners, and here I am with the aftermath of the Frankfurt Marathon, as promised. And then I promise that I'm not going to be talking about this ever again, because honestly, this is a race that I would like to forget, okay? <laughs> as you, I don't know if you recall, if you watch, uh, listen to one of my other podcasts, but I was not a very a strong runner in this race. I actually finish very, very weak and I have, I've never finished a, a race, uh, a marathon so weak as I did in this particular one. Uh, despite the fact that it was a flat marathon, the weather was perfect. It was drizzling rain. When you are running a marathon, you welcome every drop of coolness that you can get from the elements. So contrary to popular belief, running a marathon when it's drizzling and when it's cold is actually a much better situation than when it is too hot. Okay. I mean, ideally it would be dry, not too hot, not too cold, but you know, I welcome anything that cools my body up when I am running a marathon. Like I've said so many times, our body temperature, it feels uh, like 10 degrees warmer because our body temperature goes up as you generate so much heat when you're on the move. But I tell you, this race was not a particularly um, proud race for me. I can't say I was like <laughs> really uh, proud of running this race. And the thing of it is, is like I buy the engraving of the medal when I book the race. So now I have to live with this time. Actually, my, my official time was 4.02 and some seconds, can't remember, but it was 4.02. And, you know, if, if you're in the marathon scene, you know that you want to do, if you're, if you're challenging yourself, if you have done it, if you've trained for it, whatnot, you want to do under four hours because four hours is the, I want to call it industry standard for the average, uh, for the average, um, uh, race time. So you want to be, if you're competitive with yourself, you want to be a little bit above average or even better than that if you can even make it. I mean, there are just all kinds of levels of runners, you know, some people don't care really. And uh, it's not their thing. It, it was my thing. Oh, it still is my thing to try to do a marathon always under four hours. My first marathon was four hour 20, but that's because I was doing a sightseeing of New York and meeting friends and taking selfies. All right. So that was great. And even that marathon that I thought, oh my God, it's going to be my last one. I thought I was going to like drop dead at the finish line. I was like, got my medal. Where do I sign up? Where do I go next? So I was like, like Dory from, from Finding Nemo. What? What? Who are you talking to? Who are you following? <laughs> so, um, you know, completely forgot about the pain that I went through during 42.2 kilometers. But in this particular race in uh, Frankfurt Marathon, I must say, uh, it was not my proudest moment. Okay. I was very, very weak uh, when I finished the race uh, to the fact, to the point that people were asking me if I was okay. You know, that has never happened before. 
And I remember finishing my second marathon uh, in Munich. And when you finish Munich marathon, you finish actually in the Olympia Halle. And the Olympia Halle is the, the Olympia Stadium. And you're like all the way at the bottom, right? So you got to go up a set of stairs that look like the stairs to heaven, okay? And I remember finishing the marathon. Of course, I do take a few moments to relax, to lay there, to do a little stretch and stuff like that. But I remember going like, up the stairs, like not the marathon, not the, the, the dreaded marathon uh, walk, but like completely fine, like really, really strong. And that's a really good feeling. And I want to bring that back. But I told you when I was racing, if you heard the other, the other podcast, when I was racing, I had really a lot of issues on the way. I was cramping up. I was uh, feeling exhausted actually as well. And, um, kind of wondering, thinking about maybe possible adrenal fatigue. I have no idea because I don't like to find excuses. I like to find solutions. All right. So I um, had to focus on the matter at hand, which was finding the, the Fest Halle, which is where the finish, finish uh, line was. And um, my, like I said in my previous podcast, my Garmin was all over the map. Like when we were running around the the center of, of Frankfurt, it was really, really lost. When I looked at the Garmin map on my run, uh, you can see actually what it was tracking. It was all over the place. Like this thing was all over the place. And every experience is a good experience because that teaches me not to rely on the watch so much, especially if I'm running a city, right? To be like, all right, you know, look at the markers. And if your watch is not with the marker, then forget the watch. Because I was really dependent on the on my watch to, to tell me where I was. And it turned out that it marked the finish of the marathon when there were still significant meters to go, right? Like, uh, oftentimes it was off by hundred kilometers in other races, but it's like, I see it marking it's done and I see the finish line or, you know, it's, it's great. Like, I don't care what you're saying now because the finish line is there and that's my focus and that's where I'm going. Right. But this time this, this watch was telling me, oh, you're done 42.2 kilometer. And there was no finish line in sight. Like I, I, I already told you the whole story on the, on the last podcast, which is called the, uh, you know, during, during and, and before. So in, in any event, when I turned that corner, you know, and I saw where the finish line was, which is where we started about. <clears throat> so I saw the finish at the Festhalle. So you go through the doors and then there's like a long red carpet <clears throat> and there are people in there shouting and you see the finish line and then you kind of, come to a halt. Okay. When I saw those doors and I'm like, I am going through those doors and there's just going to be like few meters and I'm done. I felt a relief in my heart because just a kilometer before I honestly felt like stopping and giving up marathons for the, for good. <laughs> That's how weak I was. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be running full marathons. Maybe I should stick to the half marathons, right? And uh, I crossed the, the finish line and um, I really must have been looking really, really bad because they asked me if I was all right. And I just needed to catch my breath and not move uh, too funny because any funny move would give me a cramp. 
right? I was cramping up and, and that was a serious thing. So I slowly made my way out of the way because it's a very short, there's like not much space after you cross the finish line, you really have to come out into the hall, like, you know, the, the, ne the next room. And, uh, and then when I got there, I actually, I laid, I laid on the floor with a lot of pain. And I looked at other runners sitting there and I'm just like, you guys don't look as bad as I do. Like what? Like why? So I lay down there and I looked at the ceiling and then I looked at the runners that were next to me. There was a girl and a guy there. And I said, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> and this is what happened. So this is what happened. I'm going to let you listen to a message that I recorded to my friend. Hi, Nell. I'm sitting right here just outside of the fest halle when you come out. I can't move. I am all cramping up. Um, there was a nice guy that gave me a salt pill and an energy gel to see if it actually gets better. He says he never gets cramped when he does that. And I am sitting here literally in pain. So I'm not moving anytime soon. So after a little while, then uh, there's this guy, the, the girl actually left and the guy remained there. And then uh, I sat up and I asked him to please help me up. And he literally like helped me up, but actually held me to help me walk. Like I fell like an old lady. Well, I am an old lady, but I usually don't feel like an old lady, except when I finish a marathon in this state. Okay. <laughs> I really felt like a grandma. And then he was, uh, he helped me, like he walked along with me and helped me. And then there were some stairs that I had to go down. There were not that many stairs, you know, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. I got to turn around and walk backwards. Like I got to do the marathon run. <laughs> the marathon walk is what we call it. You know, the, the dreadful zombie walk because you can't, uh, you can't possibly walk down the stairs after like your quads are, are really burned. In any event, um, there's uh, somebody that was volunteering in the, so there's people volunteering all over the place. So there were, there was a guy also at the stairs helping people go down the stairs because this is a very well-known factor that after you run a marathon, it will hurt to go down even one set of uh steps right so then the two of them helped me one on one side and one on the other side and I'm like all I need are like really really white hair and glasses that are falling down my nose and then I'll be like grandma Judelki um so anyway so the point is that uh, they helped me out and Michael continued to help me until I was you know got my poncho and I showed me because he has run this before so he showed me like where the soup was because now we are outside in the rain and now it's really cold right like after you've cooled down after you're like you know your body temperatures back to normal it was raining and it was really cold so I was I really welcomed the soup and uh uh, we got some some hankeze, which is awesome source of protein. It has a lot of protein and, and very little fat. So I was eating a pretzel and cheese and had my soup. And then I was little by little coming back to life. And then this is what happened. Okay, I came out and now I have the blue jacket and the metal and a soup in my hand. I'm coming slowly out of this place. 
Michael is helping me because I couldn't even get up. <laughs> so I found a, a very nice person that helped me actually get up. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to get off the floor. That was awful. I'm in so much pain. And also my heart hurts because now I didn't qualify, you know. Anyways, cheers. And now you see, my friends, I am actually thankful. I was very thankful when I finally f exited the entire marathon marathon um, area and met with my friends uh, Nell and Dirk. Very, very thankful for them for having me uh, in their house, actually, in Frankfurt. It was really awesome uh, catching up with them and also uh, talking runs and things with them, which is, you know, it's really amazing because Nell is a marathon runner. Very, very proud of her and all of the things that she has achieved and look up to her. You know, she's uh, finished Berlin in 3.42 last year. So that is something to be admired. And uh, we exchanged so, some notes, yeah. So it was really, really great. And I'm also very thankful for the network that I have built here in my town. I have amazing people that support me and uh, actually took up my children that weekend because daddy was not around. So I had to, I had to arrange sleepovers and things which everybody was anyways happy to experience. So very, very thankful for everything and the life that allows me to have the health and the uh, mental toughness to pull through to pull through absolutely anything. Um, I, I suppose at this stage I can take up just about any challenge. <laughs> That's part of what running does to you. It really builds up your mental toughness muscle. I want to call it a muscle, <laughs> all right? So if you are not out there doing runs and challenging yourself and pushing yourself to the next level, make sure you do that because then it helps you face other things in your life that you may think you're not be able to handle. It's, it's really a gift to be able to pull through tough moments because then everything else looks so much easier. All right, my friends, that's it for today. Enough philosophy and enough yada, 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 yada. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and ciao. And with that, my fabulous listeners, this podcast has come to an end. I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and giving me the gift of time. And if you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and share. And if you want to leave me a message, say hello, ask a question, send me regards. Don't forget to come into anchor.fm and record one for me. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Or we can link up on Instagram at Judelki Health. I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day and hasta la vista, baby. Ciao.